Welcome back, Sprinkles. Today we have Deb, Traveling Psychic Supper Club. That that that's a mouthful. That's a mouthful. It's ridiculous. I'm like, it's just Deb, the traveling psychic. That is right. That that's is good right. too. And um, we're gonna just figure out, you know, what brought her to her current journey. And uh, I we have some little things to talk about. I pulled. I asked her to mentor me, and I'm pulled some cards, and I've been really trying to tap into my intuition. So, but let's just go with for now because we both have, well, I have ADHD, so I'll be all over the place. Everybody already knows that. Um, but let's go with what brought you to what you're doing now and tell us what that is. Okay. So, oh, like you ask me that question and like, you know, I think in pictures, so I see two roads um, because I've you, got- you take You take whatever road you want. Yeah. Um, so what brought me, let me ask a question in my mind. What brought me to where I'm doing, what I'm doing now? Um, intuition. There you go. Period. Because that is what has existed and exists in every single thing that I do. And I always see things through the lens of intuition. So that's kind of the short answer. The longer answer is, um, it, I'm getting pulled into working in, in trauma spaces and supporting trauma workers and um, not in the way of like taking things off of people, but supporting them so that they can, what's the word I'm looking for, come to have, have the, you know, my thing is the best possible outcome okay. for all involved. There you go. That they can have the best possible outcome for all involved in their lives. Right. And with trauma, it's so messy and it's so like shattering and splintering that a lot of the work that I'm doing with people is not about the trauma that they're witnessing. It's more about the things that that trauma is breaking off in their lives that they need to examine. Gotcha. Well, I think that's probably, um, I know you asked, I just met Deb three weeks ago. Yeah. Maybe three weeks, a month ago. Not really, though. Not really. No, we've, we've known each other for probably a really long time. I don't want to quite say how long because I don't know if there's a number for it. Um, but she asked how I found her. And I got on the internet and I just had this, I, I'm like, okay, I want a reading. I And, and you know, we all know I'm 47 years old. I've never had a reading in my whole life. Um, and I seen a few people on the internet and I was like, she's the one. And you were close and something just like, I, I was drawn to like message you and I did. And, you know, um, here we are sitting here um, and we ended up having a lot in common. And um, not only does she do readings, um, let them know what else you do to help people calm, like during with trauma and stuff like that, your bowls. Okay. So yeah, I play alchemy crystal bowls and I've got a set of eight and those are incredible because they work through trauma without talking about trauma. Right. Um, I'll play and everybody has something different happen like every time. And I've played for some people over and over and over again. And they're like, oh my God, it's so different than the last time. And then like, but things happen kind of, they, what I'm seeing in my head is circles that interconnect with each other. Right. So if I can play, if I can play with somebody, that is not what I mean. But like, if I can play <laughs> comma with right. somebody present over and over and over again, then there is like layers of healing that can happen. Yes. That one is like moving forward into the other and then pulls back into the last one and moves forward. So it's kind of interesting because I was talking to somebody about relay races. Right. So like how in a relay race, like you have a baton that you're handing off, but this relay race I'm seeing is that one person runs a leg of the race. And as the other person is running, 
that first person rests for a little bit and then somehow they get up to pick up the baton again. So it's like constantly moving forward in circles. And I hope that that like visual helps a little bit, but it is about like, we are here to help each other. Right. And sometimes we're side by side. Sometimes we're behind the other person. Sometimes we're in front of them, but like we're, that's the whole purpose of everything is to just be in community with each other and help each other. So the bowls create that they create this experience. Sometimes I play for just one person. So after the Allen shooting, um, I spoke with one of my colleagues and she was like, I said, Hey, how's it going? Cause I just didn't put it together at all. Right. And she said, Oh, it's been a really rough 24 hours. And right. I said, well, why? And she said, like, she kind of was like, duh, like, the do you Allen not know shooting. what's happening? Yeah. She was like, are you under a rock or what's up? And so I was like, Oh, and it didn't occur to me that they would have been a part of that. And right. so I just said, what can I do? tell me what I can do to help. And that's what I did. I took my bowls up there and I played for people in their organization. Sometimes it was one person. Sometimes it was two. Sometimes it was 13 or 14. Sometimes it was four, but every time, like it was exactly what it needed to be for the people that were there. Right. And I got great feedback. They were like, when can you come back? Like, and so that's what I'm really being shown is that trauma has got to be broken apart. Sound yes. is great for that. Yes. And then there's workable pieces. Some of them you don't even have to like pick up and look at. Some of them can just like literally what I'm seeing in my head is like disintegrate. Right. But then we're also handed the opportunity to look at the ones that either come up. Sometimes it's a memory. Sometimes it's a vision. Um, one guy that I had done um, bowl work with for a while a tree kept showing a a very specific tree that meant something to him kept showing up over and over. And it, his understanding of that tree grew and like deepened. Yes. And like, those are the things that to me, I'm the conductor, like without, I am just the vessel through which the information comes. And so the people that are present, literally their energy dictates, and I don't use like to use the word dictate. So I'll change it. Um, it, has Determ- an, it, yeah. it determines it determines, it determines yes. what happens with the people there. I've played for a group where one person had to leave early and it shifted the energy. Yes. Of the, of, no, I can, I can yeah. see that. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you've seen, but like before you came today, I, well, I had sent you, you had kind of a rough day yesterday and I sent you some music that I listened to on Spotify. It's like meditation stuff. And the funny thing is, is you sent me back this link and it is actually of you playing bowl. Yeah. And Don and I sat there and listened to it for a while. And we were like out on the back porch and we're like, yes, this is great. Like, and he's an engineer. So I don't know if you read the message I sent you, but he said, he said, uh, I, well, I told you we loved it. And he said, do you know, um, that they have to calculate the natural frequency for buildings to determine earthquake wave potential? Is that interesting? Okay. So I'm glad you mentioned that because I got that message and I had no idea what it meant. I had no idea what it meant. So help me understand that. So basically like what he's saying is that there's a, do we want to call it a frequency? Is that the word? He's sitting right here. Would you like me to, let's, (laughs) let's have him explain it. Let's have him explain it. Excuse my mic. Okay. So the, the idea, I shouldn't say the idea, but the best known working theory that uh, engineers work with is that buildings have a natural frequency and that's the frequency that they vibrate at. So in the same way, when you take a bowl or, you know, like a, uh, a crystal glass or something. Don used to like to take wine glasses. Yeah, I yeah. used to do wine That's wine the example glass. I yes. use the most yes. when people are like, what is that? And I'm like, you know how you can take a wine glass and yeah. rub your, and then they're like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So when you create that sound on the rim of the glass, the, the glass itself, based on its, the density of the material, based on the uh, size of the vessel. So like, or if you have water in it. Yeah. Okay. It, it changes it, yeah. So it changes it because there's a standing wave that occurs inside there, which means that when you're rubbing your finger on there and it creates multiple frequencies, 
there's a particular standing wave that aligns with that particular material in that particular situation, that that wave, it's a superposition of waves, which means that that sound wave is added to itself. So it is the one that becomes dominant. And like, like when you hear bowls or, or, you know, chalice or something, or, you know, rubbing on top of a crystal glass, and it creates that sound that's really high, uh, high mm-hmm. or has a high amplitude, you can hear it much better than any other sound. Yeah. And for some reason, it travels much further. That's because of the superposition of waves, because those waves add together so that it, it, it magnifies that the amplitude or magnifies the power of that wave. Which made what made so like, I, I just was like, this is mind blowing because you're sitting here talking about trauma. So if buildings have a frequency, so do humans mm-hmm. and people sure. don't, people don't like want to look at that, but everything around us, it, it's energy. We're energy. Everything has energy, including things that we don't think that have energy to be a building right, or a frequency. Like, you know what I mean? And the, and the building. So in the same way that, same way that a chalice is going to respond to a certain sound a building can also respond to a certain wavelength or a frequency that comes from an earthquake. So if you're a building and you have a responsive frequency and that occurs during an earthquake, then that whole building is going to reverberate to that frequency that's created by the earth. And it's going to destroy itself because it's going to move much further than it normally would under normal circumstances. So when you're when you're working on a major building, now this is, this isn't for a residence or something. We're sure. not talking about a timber structure. We're talking about like steel, you know, a, concrete, a steel yeah. superstructure for a you know high rise building. So right. and and even not that big, but you get the general yeah. idea. Is that if there's particular frequencies, or if we have a a model of what an earthquake is and what types of frequencies were created when it moved and we know what that frequency is, then we can avoid making a building that is sensitive to that particular yeah. frequency. And because we know what what types of frequencies and what modulation that an earthquake might have. So as, as an engineer, especially those people that are working on high rises, that is a serious concern when they're working on the earthquake part of it, yeah. is that they model it against other earthquakes and then they determine whether or not that building would also have a sensitivity to that frequency and they would guard against it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that changes like your mass distribution within the building. It might change your, your uh, yeah. rigidity or you might put in some type of tune dampener to, to dampen out that particular frequency if that ever shows up so that that frequency I won't take I feel like over. that's what her bowls do. That's what was like my whole big like... So now when he said that and and you sent me that, I was like, oh, my God, this is what these bulls do. Yeah. Like this brings people back to the frequency that they're supposed to be at. Or here's something interesting, too, because you're talking about buildings and not falling apart, which is sometimes the bulls will take people to a frequency that is at the other end of the spectrum. Yes. Not the frequency that is comfortable, but the one that is uncomfortable and actually that is where a lot of, I tell people all the time, if you are feeling agitated, mm-hmm. if you are feeling anxiety, sometimes I'll have people say, oh my God, my chest just tightened. And I'll say, sit with it. And if you can let it roll because the bulls are working on something within you that is resisting it. Yeah. And if you allow yourself like to be calm, you're the bulls are breaking something up that is saying and 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 so also what i see as i'm saying this is this goes back to working through trauma without talking about trauma because what i see is like a little black stone with a lot of layers around it and those layers so like i also teach drug drug offender classes and i've always found that the hardest people have the most goo inside and so if you can get to the goo, like yeah, everything changes. Yes. And it's funny because a lot of my people that have come through my classes, um, I mean, for years will stay in contact with me, reach back out to me. And I will tell you, I always like, and we talk a lot about ride or die in, you know, around substance use. 
and they are my ride or die. Like they're my ride or die. They call me and they're like, you need anything? I got you. And I know why, because I cared enough to like get all the way to the goo. And like, sometimes I will push and they will resist it. The same thing happens with the bulls. The bulls will, sometimes I will hold, like I can feel it while I'm talking about it. I will hold a note at a frequency for the purpose of making somebody uncomfortable because I know that that is getting, it, it's creating those cracks, right? right? It, it's creating that frequent, that movement. And then once I can get to that thing that their body is protecting, they can work through it. Or, or they could, um, they could even not have to work through it. It just, what I see is it disintegrates. Yes. It, it just disintegrates. Well, and I think what we, what we also don't, you know, I mean, with a lot of people, and I think we, we've discussed this previously, is that sometimes we don't exactly know what that trauma is. No, we don't. You we know, don't. We, we'll feel it, but we don't know exactly what it is because it's probably really close to the goo and we've put so many layers over it. So, you know, you don't really necessarily know what it is until you get further into it and yeah. you can, you can reveal it. Yeah. And exactly what you just said is a lot of times people don't even realize that they are nurturing and protecting and keeping something safe that is actually like not safe. a disease within them. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of funny. So if anybody else wants more of this physics science side. I love, I eat it like. I know, but when he said that earlier today, I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, I got to send that to death. Well, and it's so funny because I saw that and I was like, I don't know what this means. And then because of my ADHD, uh -huh. I was like, something else is happening that I need to Well, it's probably my right ADHD now. too, because you sent that and I was like, oh my gosh, do you know that like, I was, well, I meant that, well, now since I read it and you're saying that, I meant that Don and I were sitting there listening to your bowls and we love them. And guess what he just told me? And it like, to me, so awesome. it made like, it wasn't even parallel. It was like on the same, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like well, when so, he said that, I was like, oh my God, that actually happens with the human. So this is even goes back to the conversation we were just having about some realizations that I've just recently have that like I'm working through, which is I'm grateful for you coming in here and sitting down when you did because understanding a building and how you want to protect against something happening, which mm -hmm. is obviously you don't want a building to fall with a bunch of people in it. No. I mean, that makes sense. But we're also doing like, and what I'm seeing, like what I'm hearing is our nervous systems do that, mm -hmm. is our nervous yes. systems are protecting a pain and a hurt. And it's it, it, the body's way of, and also the body, if, if the brain has something come in that it cannot process or comprehend, it sends it somewhere else. It's for the body to hold until it can. But so this also goes back to me, you and me being like, bing, 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 like constantly when we're, we when, bounce off of each other. Yeah. Well, and we like <laughs> just are constantly bouncing all the time. We are like, there's layers. Literally, of, yeah. I will go to the pool and bounce for hours. It's yeah, okay. We were just talking about that too, which is hilarious, but like when we're constantly moving and don't sit, there's no place for the body to rest. And then for the brain to say, let me pull that back up because we're just constantly putting things in. And this also goes to like being around layers and layers and layers of information at all times. Right. Which is where we are now. Right. And so um, like people will ask me, like, even the thing about like the, submarine i the only reason i knew about that it was on the hotel tv oh, when wow. i was in sugarland and so um and then i saw some other reference to it but i was just like i wouldn't have known about that yeah it just is not in my or someone will be like oh did you hear about this terrible thing that happened and i'm like it's not in my sphere because i cannot have that much information coming at me at no, all times i actually had to tell don that like i can't watch that much of the news because it affects my energy just mm -hmm. like i can't watch that much of social media because it affects my energy yeah. i'm fine with watching news because that's something and i'm like that's i can further away and i can absorb that yeah but when it's so many people that 
are close to me, it makes things really difficult to sit there and look at social media. Yeah. Because I don't know how to respond to it. I can't really answer it. Right. I don't want to tell somebody something with them them feeling upset or did I accidentally put it in all caps? Did he offend someone? Right, right. No, did I yell so, it and yeah. didn't know I'm it? Yeah. Like, no, I'm just not going to. He's like, I don't know the etiquette on here, so I'm just going to stay over here. Okay, so I got to tell you something else, though. I want you to think about this while we're talking about the sound. Uh huh. Okay, so I gave you an example of what we call constructive, uh, constructive waves, mm-hmm. which is to have sound waves add together, which is what's going on with the bowls. Mm-hmm. Okay, but there's also something called destructive, and so have you ever had no- noise canceling headphones? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Do you know how that they how they work? No. Okay, so there's a little microphone that's on the outside of the of the headphones that picks up ambient sound. Mm-hmm. So then what it does is it plays that same sound to negate it. To negate the sound that's going that's going to transfer through your headphones. Okay. So what happens is that same sound, so let's say it's a lawnmower or something it picks up that frequency and then it plays the exact same sound inside your headphone so that you don't hear it so it destroys that frequency so it subtracts it that's crazy rather than adds it Uh so what i was thinking is it's similar to what what you were discussing is i think that uh or just a theory for a second yeah no go but imagine that people with trauma response and all sorts of other things have certain ways of dealing with this loud lawnmower that's going on off their head, which might be PTSD, which might be trauma that they've had as a youth. And they have certain ways of dealing with it, which is almost like the noise canceling. Yeah. Wait, this is like EMDR with sound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? I've had very many people tell me that. That makes sense. Yeah. That would just came to me. This is EMDR with sound. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. So, and, and I, so I think that there's some answer to that. You know, we've been discussing this for years that if you look at the human body and, uh, you know, nature, nature loves fractals. Okay. So fractals are like, um, fractals are like mimics of each other. You have on a, on a much larger level or a much larger scale, you have, you have that same larger thing that's composed of similar, smaller things. Mm -hmm. And in the same way, you know, look at our body that we're composed of all these different receptors. Okay. So we're, we're composed of these receptors, you know, look at our eyes that picks up on wavelengths of light, uh, our ears, which picks up some wavelengths of sound. And then also even our skin and hairs, the wavelengths of, you know, just touch electromagnetic, Mm -hmm. um, static electricity. There's all sorts of things that we'll pick up on. Is, is there, isn't there, you know, some similarity if you think of how our fingers and toes and legs are similar to like an array of an antenna, if you think about it, yeah. almost like our entire body is intended to pick up some type of wave energy that we're unaware of. So while you're talking, what I think about is when two people and they can be in different parts of the country. So this is not even like waves of energy. So I'm going to kind of put this question to you. I can be talking to somebody from Austin, Texas. It, I can be talking to somebody in Washington state. We can be talking about something. I can make a statement that makes my hair stand on end on my, on my arms. And they're having the same response at the exact same time. That has to be coming from internally within the body because it's not coming from externally because that person is nowhere near me. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, absolutely. Now, without getting, you know, nerd out, do it. No, way too. Nerd out. <laughs> He's like way too nerd. He's out. like this podcast is way too short for what, what my answer is going to be. No, there is there is uh, some information that we've picked up through uh, in recent science how particles and how uh, and we're talking about you know subproton type mm-hmm. particles. I got you. I got you. Have a connection to each other. Like entrainment, With entanglement. How, well, it's how we're proving what it's how we're proving that the speed of light is not the greatest speed out there. For a long time, uh, physicists determined that the speed of light was the fastest thing on Earth. There's there's no other speed anything that travels faster than that. However, they found that two objects, these parts of these particles that were once bonded together, 
are able to transmit information even as they are traveling the mm-hmm. speed of light, mm-hmm. which means that that information that somehow passed between those two things traveled beyond that speed For of sure. light. It had nothing to do with speed of light, position, uh, their own speed, anything. They were able to transmit information, which means that there is something that is that's faster. out there that can transmit energy or something can move faster than the speed of light, which means that it's all, it's instantaneous, which in that sense means that time and speed have no meaning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In talking about that, first of all, I want to say, okay, so put a pin in dim- like moving through dimensions, okay. okay, when it comes to that. Because even after I said it, I was like, I don't feel like that's quite right. And then you said something and I was like, okay, it's going to have to be the weirder thing that I know about. <laughs> and so we'll talk about that. But um, what were we talking about on the break that you that I was like, oh, we should talk about this on the podcast. Oh my gosh, Don, help us. What was it, Don? Help us. You're like, oh, we should talk about that on the podcast. Oh, clearing houses. Oh, yeah, because it was it was. So, yes. So um, I use my bowls to clear energy and spaces. Yeah. And that's um, so I actually. I had and so I'll tell you guys this. I was in a home that um, was having um, a lot of disruption. Yeah. And I was in the space and when I, there's one specific bowl that I have that, and I, it's, it's like when I play it, it's, it's a sharp, it's an, I think it's an F sharp and the other one is an F or it's a G sharp. The other one's a G. So when I play that one, especially consistently, it, this is the only thing I can say, it opens something and it feels dimensional. And here's why I say that, because I was playing that bowl just around and around, and I literally was going into a trance. And when that was happening, I started hearing all these sounds. It was three o'clock in the morning. Okay. So there were, there's like, you're like, there's just, no noises. I was like, why? I, I thought there was, um, cause what I was hearing was sirens, like, yeah. like police sirens. Right. And I thought, Oh, some, I was like, this is weird, but there must, something must have happened and right. whatever. I didn't put a whole lot of thought into it, but I was also hearing sounds coming from a different room that it felt different. Right. Energetically, there was something there. And so um, after I was done, the homeowner came up, they were downstairs. So they weren't even on the same level that I was at. And I said, what was going on earlier? Like I heard sirens and he's like, the only sound that has been present is the sound of you playing that bowl. And I was, I said, so there's nothing happened outside. And she, and he said, no, he said, there has been no other sound. I'm like, I'm not kidding other than you playing that bowl. Interesting. So it opened something at, at some point. Like a different, yeah. And then it closed it back. So have you ever heard of the God tone? Yes. So it's, it's supposed to be something at 963 hertz, mm-hmm. which is the God tone that uh, is supposed to activate the pineal gland. Yes. And it is the frequency at which it, it accelerates uh, intuition and understanding. And it's supposed to be the frequency at which people will uh, respond to the most as far as um, thinking outside of ourself and to be more in connection with the universe or with God Mm -hmm. or whatever your belief system is. So I also, cause I told you guys, I, so I've played my bowls for my drug offender classes once they were done. Cause I would talk about them some right? and they'd be like, Oh my God, like, will you bring them? So once I was done with the class, they got their certificate, they were welcome to stay or they could leave. Right. And so I had a group that most of them stayed. And one of my guys, when I finished playing, he got up and left the room really fast. And I just thought his ride was there. I didn't think anything about it. Kind of like I didn't really put a lot of energy into thinking about the sirens. And then he came back in the room after about 10 minutes, because we were all talking about what had come up for people. And he said, Hey, Deb, I'm really sorry that I left so quickly. I've done a lot of DMT in my life. And the minute you struck the first bowl, I went right back into that place. 
So it activates, like I, and I've had people tell me this before, other people tell me that it activated a space that they had gone to when they had used, taken mushrooms, um, LSD. Right. Uh, So, I mean, there, there are different places that are like, and kind of, as I'm saying it, it's like, there's different places that exist. Right. And, and I don't need, like, I want to do this, like I'm kind of doing an intersection with my hands, but it's, it's not time and space. It's something else and something else, but I don't know what those things are. Right. No. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's difficult to be able to say that right now. And I think that, you know, some of the recent um, discoveries that science is making with regards to, you know, two different particles on mm-hmm. opposite ends of the universe that can still transmit information beyond what we understand as time and space and even dimension. And so to have yeah. that, that there, that we have proven that true. When I say we, like I have nothing to do with sure. it. Right. Sure. Right. 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 in general, not us. understanding that, you know, humans have of the universe around it, but we're starting to understand that there are some assumptions that we have made in the past that are no longer valid. Right. And that, and that really affects, um, that really affects a lot of other things, you know, as far as what we understand about sound, how sound affects people, mm-hmm. different wavelengths of energy. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that we made assumptions. There's some sounds. There's some yeah, sounds. Yeah, speaking of sounds. Speaking of sounds. I was going to ask you, like, we're into this really deep, but I was going to ask you, Debbie, you've been into my house twice now. Well, besides my little doggies out there, but they're precious little beings. Mm-hmm. Um, what does my house feel like to you? Oh, what an interesting question. It's interesting because I was thinking about that like earlier. <laughs> yeah. And the thing I kept going back to is that black orb that you've got. Yes. It's so I know this is not a house answer, but there is like I hate to say like there there is an additional orb around it uh-huh. that and these words are like coming to me like what I was going to say is not what's coming through me, which is it emits a certain vibration. It emits a type of energy that is much more dense right around it. Mm-hmm. And is that, would you say that that's about in the middle of your home? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty close. Yeah. It's pretty close. And so do you have one upstairs in a similar spot? No. You should get one. Really? I'd be interested to have a discussion later about like what two weeks later uh-huh. about like what how it feels different okay. i'm a huge like i'm really big into like studies right and like i'm not a data person but i'm into i like incremental like yes. what happens in i'm the same way don is definitely the you know the data person yeah i think but i'm he, he said yeah so i was talking with my friend who is in healthcare about doing a study Mm-hmm. for um so after i was working with the professionals after alan shooting um i really just started thinking how can i make this more available you know how can i do and so um he's an executive in a health care situation but he also does um highly traumatizing uh, for all involved vo- like volunteer work mm-hmm. and so we were talking about this and I said, would you be interested in participating in a study where not only like, do you have the bowls, but you also include, because I guess certain people that do trauma work, sometimes they have additional um, like therapy resources available to them. Right. And I was like, would you be interested in, I said, do you ever utilize those? And he said, no. I was like, why? And because people see utilizing additional resources other than what's just provided as luxury. Mm. You know, people see self-preservation as luxury. Oh, and yeah. I was like, hey, so what if you, cause it's an add-on, right? It's not, it's, it's a topping. It's more than what everybody else gets. So I'm kind of like digging into this when we were having lunch before I came over here. And I was like, so would you be, would, would you partake in this, a study that, included some uh, non-traditional wellness right. in addition to 
additional therapy specifically for the purpose of healing trauma, right? the the trauma that you are experiencing in this volunteer work. And he was like, absolutely. So we're talking about putting together a cohort of like 11 or 12 people. Right. And then seeing what ongoing incrementally after like 12 weeks, 18 weeks, whatever, what that looks like, like what the percentages are of, and then I kind of, as I'm saying this, I'm like, hmm, okay, we'd have to also have a control, but we'd also, I'd like to also just see what happens with just the bowls. Right. What happens with just Oh, no, therapy. for sure. And just, well, and, and then combine them both. And, and combining both. I agree. Both. Yeah. I because agree. Because that's another thing too, is like, it, some things work for some people and other things, like some people will adhere, other people will, what you right. were saying, what's the word where you are repelled by it. Right. And so having people, what I'm seeing in my head is like a buffet, mm-hmm. like, okay, some people, well, yeah, traditional therapy is going to be, but if you could just have this weird thing exist and be like, just be present for it. We're just going to see what happens mm-hmm. where it's not like there's no stigma around it yet. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's just for the purpose of balance. Right. Because even talking about the buildings, like you want them to be balanced, right? You don't want them to be too heavy one way or too heavy the other way because then they could collapse. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm seeing with like, and I know that this word self-care is like so overly used and too many people associate it with luxury. So it's not. Yeah. But so for me, I'm like, okay, what language terminology could we use? And I was like, for me, it's personal management. Like if I look at it as, okay, how, how am I managing myself? Mm-hmm. Am I out of balance? Am I almost not like a checkbook? Cause I don't do no. numbers, but it's like, how is my personal management? Going? But, but as like th- when you, when you're saying this, like the thing I'm picturing is as humans, like think about everything around us. We, we're so used to doing things one way too. So I feel like that's hard for just humans in general, um, unless you're very open. Yeah. Um, but take our education system. Like I have ADHD, I have kids that have learning issues and it's a one way. There's, there's not a buffet. It doesn't work for us. Like you said a buffet and I'm thinking like, I literally just thought of our educational system. So there's so many things that are like that within our society. If we could, you know, like you're talking about like, you know, just cross section those somewhere. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think that we would have such better outcomes. So, well, and in this, I just was in a, a meeting with the training that we were talking about, and this is, we use this language a lot in the recovery space, mental health and substance use disorder, nothing about us without us. Yeah. Like if you're talking about drug laws, you should be talking to drug users. Hello. If you are talking about mental health supports you should be you talking need to, to be talking yeah. about people that have mental health what is considered disparities yeah or, asking you know, their opinions not people yeah. that have never experienced it. yeah exactly and yeah. so that's the place where we can just bring i mean that is lived experience oh, that one, is I agree. knowledge that is and um there was something that you talked about that i wanted to go back to don which was um like when I was saying it's not space and time it's something else and something else and you were mm-hmm. like we're getting there so this is something that I've been seeing coming since like, I, I always use 2011 as my marker because I know for sure I was writing about this at that time. Right. That something was coming that nothing would be the same. And, and you could not, you, you, you could not say that it didn't happen. Now, now some of the things that have happened recently, I'm like, well, shit, anybody can say that something hasn't, didn't happen or did happen and people will believe it. Right. No, for sure. So to me, this is very much about what it looks like is kind of, um, like, uh, if you were, this is what I'm seeing in my head is like a glass frame that almost like a Panchenko game. Do you know what I'm talking about? A, a marble drop. So yeah, it yeah, just yeah. hit. It's a little yeah. metal ball drops. So this is like. Plinkum. Pl- yes. Plinkum. Yes. 
it's like that, but different levels where they move together uh-huh. to where if you move them together the right way, the marble goes all the way down. The, the ball bearing falls all the way down. Uh-huh. But if you've got disparities, trauma, very rigid ways of thinking that don't allow your levels to move like this, mm-hmm. you won't, it won't happen. And there are already people that are there. Right. Like I absolutely know that there are things that I have put in one place, gone back and it wasn't there and it showed up somewhere else hours later. Like we always called that the borrowers. My kids always called that the borrowers. We just accept that these things happen. We called it the man. The man. That's even creepier. Don't you remember when I'd be like, oh, well, some man must have, some little man just must have come oh, the, and taken it. Little, the little man. It's a little better, man. Yeah. It was a little man. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little man. I would tell my kids, oh, well, I guess some little man just ran off mm-hmm. with it. And they're like, it's an easy, it's <laughs> they an were like, easy yeah. way to explain it, but it, it is, it's, um, and I mean, we could go into that. Yeah. But I know, I know what you're talking about. That is a thing, yeah. but like, um, it is, it's, it's already happening. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, um, I did some work, um, with the state actually. Wait, wait, wait. before you jump forward. Though, okay. I, I, I'm trying to, maybe you lost me at, at the diffusion grading, the Plinkum example. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, what, it, what is it about that? What, what is it about that illustration that it, there's something coming up? That, that something can move freely between levels and the level, we, we only see one level right? We only see four dimensionally, but people that are sensitive can tell you there's energies all, like you were saying, like there's energies all around us. Some of them are dense. Some of them are lighter. Some people can actually see physical manifestations of things and they're all around us. It's not like they're in other dimensions. They're in our dimension, but they're just, we don't see them kind of like dogs hear at different pitches than we do they hear so much more and they use like their their ears and their nose are so much stronger than ours are so does that just because we can't hear and smell things at the same level that dogs can does it mean that that doesn't exist absolutely not no he he trusts me like i i love antiques but there's some places and some items that I've had to actually tell him like almost in tears like I gotta go yeah I gotta get away from that it's just funny that you gave that example why well because we were talking about the speed of light and then what you described was a diffusion grading that is the reason why we understand how light moves as a particle both part as a particle and a wave True. It is because of a diffusion grading. And mm-hmm. when you describe the plinkum, and how it's going, plinkum that makes sense. is essentially a diffusion grading. Okay. Which is, you, you shine a light or cohesive light mm-hmm. at a diffusion grading or a object that had slits in it. And based off of particle theory, that it would move straight through it. But then now we understand that it moves through as a wave. Mm-hmm. And that it it gets refracted as it goes through it. But what's even more interesting is that now there's understanding that it only moves like that when you're looking at it, yep. when someone's observing it. Otherwise, <laughs> the it doesn't observation do that. affects it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the observation itself, someone standing there looking at it affects how light moves. There even you though go. We're only really receptors of it. There's right. some, we're there's observing some more... it happen. It would be kind of like, Energy frequency. It would be kind of like if you watched a coyote run across your yard at night, right? Mm-hmm. You see a coyote running across your yard. It would almost be like normally the coyote <laughs> runs on four legs. But when you observe it, it's it run runs on, on two, two legs. Yeah. It's the same type of right. example that, that that's not like that's not what we expected. We didn't expect that if we were <laughs> gonna observe it, it was gonna change the outcome. I mean even if the subject didn't know that we were observing it. Or yeah. does the subject understand that we're observing it? So I want to go back to the third theory that that I was going to talk about because this speaks directly to it. That if once something gets to a certain point, it tips, right? Yeah. And so um, if you add enough, it's going to tip. And so the third theory is that you've all, if you look at a pie and cut it into threes that are equal, you've already got 
a third of people that are doing it. They're mm-hmm. already doing it. They're already living in this place. It was not hard for them to comprehend for whatever reason. They were born more sensitive. They have experiences that they've been just like, holy crap. Okay, mm-hmm. now I see much clearer. Mm-hmm. You've got that third. Then you've got the second third down on the bottom, okay, that like a pendulum can swing either way. And so that third is going to be the people that will go one way or the other. They're, they're for whatever reason. And then you've got the other third on the other end that will never change. Mm -hmm. They will never see, they will never, for whatever reason, because they were trained this way for generations, Mm -hmm. because they, to them, this is the end all be all. They cannot, they will not accept. They would rather die than to accept this new piece of information. And so you've got the ones that are already doing it, the ones that can swing either way. And, and will eventually will mm-hmm. to make it balanced because with thirds, we're not balanced. Right. Right. You've got this third piece that is the kind of wild card. Mm-hmm. And then the other piece is the, the rigid. So this is more fluid. The first third, the second third is it's like a seesaw, a teeter totter. It's like, well, if you tell if this, if I have a conversation with this person, maybe I'll lean this way. Right. But then, and this goes also back to just what people bring into their field of knowledge. Right. Right. So if I am on the internet, it, it, it goes back to like, if I'm on the dark web versus educational internet, I'm receiving different information, my receptors, and I'm processing with, with different information. The results of your Google search will be a little different. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. And what ends up on your front porch will be a little different too. A little you different. know, that little package that shows up, but it, but then that's, and I've used this analogy for years because that like denser energy is, is less, what is the, what is Newton? Maybe it's not Newton. An object at rest stays at rest. An object at most motion stays at motion. Mm-hmm. So you've got the objects at rest that are like, nothing will move us. We, you cannot change my mind. And then you've got this other like bouncing this, this thing that it's very easy for it to move in a different direction. You got me bouncing everywhere. Because, it, everywhere. because it's already moving. Right. And then you've got the other one that's like, some of it might be, at, sometimes it might be dense, and sometimes it might be light. But it, it the input is what makes the decision. So now I have to pull this back into, when you're talking to people in addiction and recovery, I just had a vision. Those are the people that are swinging. Mm-hmm. because they're being pulled well and they're also pushing against yeah so you you've got people that, that makes sense yes because yeah. i seen them like like when you were talking about that so maybe it was a push pull thing and i think that those are the people who are struggling with okay so even in you saying that it, they're the people struggling with what side so in the classes that i had the room that i used to teach in i used to say miracles happened in there all the time right And that's the light bulb moment. Whenever somebody is ready to change, Mm -hmm. if somebody it in the way that I see it is going back to the Plinko machine, right? The the Plinko game is that if somebody brings in a piece of information that's like WD-40 and they're just like, yeah, then all the things start moving freely. Right. But when they've got, whenever that machine has something that's grinding it, Mm -hmm. it's not, it's, whatever it is, it's sand, it's dirt, it's, you know, um, dust that builds right. up over time. Right. But something that's already free moving is, that, that is, has been adjusted somehow to where it's, it takes in information and even might dismiss information. Mm-hmm. But to me, this is, this all goes back to intuition, right? Because somebody was asking me other yesterday, how do you know if something is evil? And I said, I feel it. it. I feel it. That's why I just said, I feel it. Yeah, I I feel feel it. it. And no, I feel it. And I said, you know, and the person that asked me that question, I said, you know, if you had come up to talk to me, I probably wouldn't even have lifted my head because I would have felt the wave of you come before you. Well, the the nastiness, the bad energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. And it wasn't even about me. It was just about everything. 
you know? Yeah. It's kind of like Pigpen. Yeah. You know how Pigpen just kind of- He carries that, that little, nasty little cloud around with yeah, him. Yeah, but like- The negative cloud, we'll call it. No, I, yeah. Well, but like- I mean, really think about it. I also like, I also dig Pigpen. I do too. Because he's kind of like in his space, you he know? Is. But like, yeah, people don't really get close to somebody that is- and maybe sometimes it's got the that, big cloud around purpose. him. Yeah, it is on purpose. It's like yeah. you keep your ideas away. You keep what you do. You over there. I'm doing me over here. I'm going to be with my people. Mm-hmm. But that's the place where, like, the ones that are moving freely have to take those steps and be uncomfortable, right? You know, to say, "Have you thought of this?" And you might get attacked for it. But like, it's the stepping into that denser space. Yeah, and the bulls do that. The they end. do. It's just at the end. <laughs> well, I want you to give everybody like your different social media outlets that you're on. Um, cause I only have you, you sent me, I was just now made aware that you had the, uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Instagram. And tra- tra- traveling psychic. Mm-hmm. So Instagram traveling psychic. Okay. Gotcha. Website. Traveling Psychic Supper Club, which existed way before Instagram even existed. Right. YouTube, Traveling Psychic Supper Club, which that all comes from an actual entity that is a Traveling Psychic Supper Club um, that meets in different restaurants, but I'll talk about that some other time. And then um, Facebook, I have, because like to be able to have an Instagram and a Facebook yeah, carryover, yeah. it's just Deborah Antich, but my personal page is Deborah Hernandez Antich. Okay. And my email is just my name. It's and last Deborah- name is A-N-T-I-C-H. Yes. I'm spelling that. because <laughs> Yes, that's right. Yeah, it's just Deborah.Antich at Gmail. Okay. I feel like there's a lot more we could talk about. There is. And Deb, and that, sure. in that point, can we ask you to come back? Uh, duh. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll like, have- I think you probably are going to have to be like, leave. No, no, <laughs> I, d- I doubt that. I doubt that because we could sit here and go on for hours. Well, this thank you true. all for listening and Deb will be back. You just heard it. That's right. <laughs>